Hey mamas, we're back and it's Danielle and Kate uh, and we are super excited to be back here and talking to you about uh, motherhood and pregnancy and how totally weird it is to be in this like particular social spot at this moment in time and particularly in U.S. politics. So, you know, for to lay the context, first off, like, let's take a moment to say, I love you, ACA. You're, <laughs> you're, you're a beautiful thing. And you ride again and bless your beautiful maternity coverage and family planning heart. <laughs> here, here's my one piece of feedback here. Nobody's out here saying ACA don't have problems. Like ACA might have like some blemishes, a little flaws, maybe need to touch up the acne a bit, right? But at least it didn't <laughs> leave people dying, right? Yeah, at least it's <laughs> the thing. Also, as someone who is currently like crankily pregnant. <laughs> Everybody, get that IUD. Get it. Get it while you can. <laughs> Run. Get Pop your it up there. control. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where do we start, Kate? I mean, outside <clears throat> of me sounding sexy with my horse voice, I mean, <clears throat> maybe ACA would cover that. I don't think Trump would. It's very... Yeah, actually, Trump would probably go for that voice. He'd be like... Let's just cut off uh, Danielle's medical coverage so she always sounds kind of like a husky husky porn star. Um, but yeah, this is this is the thing we've been seeing in the news over and over again is like pictures of a room full of men cutting off uh, like cutting off financial access to abortion or to you know, nonprofits that discuss the existence of abortion, a room full of men discussing how they want to end national coverage for birth control and for maternity coverage. Like this seems to be a really, uh, a really popular trope at this point. And I feel like there's a new one of these in my various social media feeds every 15 minutes. And it's just so annoying and weird well, I mean, like, so Doug is forcing me to, like, think about things from other people's point of view now, which is really hard for me these days because I'm like, no, they're just wrong. Um, but even if on certain women's issues you're like, okay, like, let's take it into perspective. Like, you use the very hot topic abortion, um, for example, right? We're in a position where it's not so much that you have to agree on the same thing. It's that the supporters of this person, who just so happens to be president of the United States, don't seem to want to approach it with the same kind of fair, equal, democratic process that really our nation is based on. Like, people haven't always agreed on things, and I'm not saying that you have to agree with my pro-choice stance but or my desire for women to have for both women and men to have both um maternal and paternal coverage for after we have children i'm just asking can you do it with a sense of civility and respect that everyone doesn't have to be on your team like having emptying the room out of women just says we want it our way and we're just going to do it our way. We're not going to involve the people it affects because we don't really want to hear what they have to say. That's what that says to me. And I, I, I would welcome someone to yeah. highlight for me how it doesn't say that. 
Yeah, and the the weird thing for me is that, like, on the one hand, you know, maternity leave gets, uh, or maternity coverage under ACA gets, like, tossed in with everything else that we don't need to cover, even though, like, it's core not just to human existence, but to, like, conservative Republican values, like, mom and apple pie. This is, like, <laughs> their their core demo. Um, and the way, like, the the weird conflict between ending coverage for um, for family planning and birth control, wanting to, to take that out, mandatory coverage, and taking out mandatory coverage for maternity. Like, do you want us to have the babies or not? Like, it's really weird. So on the one hand, as a, a new mother, you know, like, in the abstract, it's like, yeah, you're great. Like, have you seen Ivanka? She had, you know, she had a baby and she's banging, right? Like, that's kind of the approach. But on the other hand, if you are actually, like, a human in the world who has, wants to have children and, like, exists with needs and isn't part of that, like, that social level of privilege, you are just, like, fucked. So it's, like, this abstract... This abstract lauding of motherhood and, like, women womanhood without anything to actually back up that you appreciate what it means to, to have and raise a child. Well, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, Kate. Like, the whole image of what motherhood should look like is so... It's just so twisted because one, it's not an Ivanka Trump. Like, yo, I might not like her, but yeah, she's pretty put together, right? Melania, for all that I want to punch her in the face sometimes, she's pretty put together too. But they don't represent all of motherhood. They don't represent the the downsides, the, the challenging sides. They represent somebody that, and I'm not saying as though they don't have challenges, you're respecting one woman to another. I mean, being married to Donald Trump is a challenge and deficiency in itself. But... <laughs> God, Godspeed, Mel. <laughs> I mean, you know... You made that choice on your own, girl. Yeah, I mean, nobody's feeling sorry for her. But but the the, the fact is, is that it just... It just boggles me how we continue to have these perceptions of what motherhood looks like. It's the two-parent household um, significantly leaning towards a male-female two-parent household. You know, there's a certain level of income. There's a certain educational status. Um, it's almost as we've defined what types of people are deserving of having children. But if that were the case, a lot of these motherfuckers wouldn't have been born. Right. So, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you almost want to go back and find out the histories of all their moms and like who got knocked up by accident and they're the product. <laughs> of it. Yeah. And, you know, you pull that string and like see where it leads to other policy choices that they're making. And you get to like the whole Trump campaign on maternity leave and Ivanka going on like this goodwill mission of being like, my dad's totally good in state maternity leave and everybody's like yay you don't completely hate women and want them all to die and then you look at you know you dig down a little bit and it's like well how does that fit into your image of of women like did you think this out at all because they never like they stated before the election and have never 
you know, updated or clarified that, like, this is just for women who, like, literally a baby has just come out of you. Like, not fathers, not partners, not adoptive parents. Like, all of y'all are out on your ass um, and can continue having, like, the bare minimum of unpaid leave. Um, And it's, you know, it's nice to have some guaranteed paid leave for mothers, but, like, what worldview are you working on now where six weeks of paid, like, comes to anything like a, like a meaningful to improve the lives of moms? Because either, you know, either, like, if you're, if you're the type of mom that Donald Trump's thinking of, going back to work at six weeks... Isn't really your issue. Yeah, isn't really your issue. And it's also, like, that's not going to help you kick ass in in your company. Like, maybe going back to work at six weeks, if you have your partner able to take off time then. Or maybe, like, going back to work at six weeks, if you have access to benefits and childcare, so that that's meaningful. But it's, like, this weird, this weird isolated... Um, like, throw you a bone to moms everywhere that just seems so, just seems to highlight how clearly they have not thought through this as anything but a token, like, you know, people who might be thinking about voting for us will think it's a nice bonus. You know, it doesn't improve, like, meaningfully improve, like, change people's lives. It just sucks. Well, I mean, you throw a hungry person you know, a slice of bread and they'll think it's a feast, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the, the harsh reality of it, that that is better than where we have been 12 weeks unpaid versus six weeks paid. Oftentimes it's the fact that people can't, they, they can't afford to take the time off. Right. My, my struggle here as well is, Okay, so we get the six weeks, but has do these people just forget what a six week old baby looks like? Like, do have we just yeah. completely forgotten how delicate and fragile? And I think that's the thing. That's why we even started this, Kate. Like, this is part of the reason because there's a certain part of experience that pushes you in a place of empathy and that should be the place from which you want to make change and make things better. So when Ivanka looks at her baby, remembers when it was six weeks old, when Melania looks at her children and remembers when they were six weeks old, you know what I mean? Like when I talk to other people about what it means to go off of maternity leave, I'm remembering what it looks like to have my babies at six weeks old. And that is just, it was just too fragile of a time. It was just too too, they were just too fragile to put in the hands of other people. And here's where privilege comes in again. If I had the privilege to leave my six-week-old baby with my mom or a family member I trusted, maybe it's not that bad, right? But even for me, that wasn't an option being far away from family, right? So granted, I didn't have to go back to work in that window, but I cannot imagine what it would have been like having to put my six-week-old baby into the hands of some stranger so that I can provide for them and give them a life. That's bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. And any mom that thinks that's not bullshit can come talk to me directly. And it's not often I get my swole-up voice, but I I dare you. 
I dare you to call me. She'll murder you. I'm looking in her eyes right now. She'll it just fucking doesn't kill make you. any sense. I You'll mean, die. And it's like, like, we joke about it, but it's just that that is the privilege. When, when I think of family members that I've had that had to do that, because bottom line, they are the breadwinner. There is no partner to take care of that baby with them, unfortunately, right? And what it sounds like is a lot of the dialogue is, well, that was that person's fault. They made that decision. That was their choice, right? I don't know how to respond to that because you're also the same people that are saying, once you're knocked up, you have to have the baby. So what you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> I never, never have sex. But also, like, you shouldn't have real control over your romantic choices or, like, access to, like, safe places and for the kind of financial security that allows you to, like, pick a career over having kids early. Mm. So, so not really. Like, you should probably just get knocked up and then, like, be totally screwed over. And then put yourself in the perpetual cycle that they say people, those people are making poor decisions. They're, they're the bottom of the bucket in our country. Like they're making those people feel as though lower socioeconomic communities feel as though that they're not valuable, but then you put in structures in place that continue to make them a member of that community. So I'm really never really going to be on the team. I think it's pretty clear that I'm not going to be on the team, but it just sounds like you're kicking people while they're down, saying that they can't get back up. And every time they try to rise up and do a little bit better, you just kick them back down again. And that's, and you're right, it's streamlined through all of the policies, but that's very particular in women's issues right now. It's very clear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just, and it's especially weird because, like, because, again, of this, like, weird status of abstractly moms and pregnant women. Like, abstractly, it seems like they're, like, motherhood. Like, magical, you know? Like, if I'm if I'm home in Atlanta, or, like, I went to a, a funeral in New Jersey um, a few weeks ago, and, like, people fucking loved me. Like, people, you know, like, to be clear, I am, I am, like, a, a white lady with, a, like, the kind of accent that says, like, you went to college, and, like, you know, I was dressed for a funeral, um, and with my cute mom, but still, like, it's New Jersey, I've been there to visit family a lot, <laughs> People Jersey, are not psyched to see mean. you. You're just not really that interested in everybody else. Yeah. Like, I love you, but never has, like, a toll worker on the New Jersey Turnpike been like, have a great day! Congratulations! Like, no. No, no, no. Like, people fucking love pregnant ladies. They love us. We're adorable. Like, you can get away with all kinds of shit if you're the right kind of pregnant lady. Um, so it's been, like, really weird this time around, especially because the physical facts of my pregnancy, like, suck harder. Like, being older sucks. I don't know. Working more sucks. I don't know what sucks. But, like, physically, it's pretty miserable. So it's really, really jarring when I go out in the world and people are like, hello, like, low BMI white lady who is going to be her child soon. <laughs> the gifts of the world to you um and just being like whoa fuck this is a weird spot to be in i mean 
There is something, because I think that's exactly what you're saying. There is magic in being pregnant because it is magical. It is fragile. It is precious. It is beautiful. Yes. And we, we joke a lot, Kate, about like, oh my gosh, the sciatica, you know, and because it, we're like trying to laugh through something that's very hard work. Yeah. Um, and, and both you and I know that the fragility of that because we've, we've had friends go through different things and, and we've made our way through, uh, I've made it through two, you've made it through one and you're making your way through another, but there is a general sense of joy, almost annoyingly. So around being pregnant, it's just like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. Is it twins? <laughs> no, it's not twins. Fuck you. Dying of fire. I'm just fat. Okay. I'm just <laughs> but, but it is one of those things where it's just like everyone else wants to be really excited i had loads of well not loads i had one friend in particular that just went it was so upset with me that i didn't want to have like this grandiose baby shower and i was just like because for me the baby wasn't here yet and i needed to make sure that was my version of of sanity i wanted to make sure the baby was fine before i did anything You know I ended up having a grandiose baby shower because that same friend put it on anyway. You were there. (laughs) I was there. It was great. I know. The snacks were on point. Gotta love the snacks. But it is still like other people have this view of pregnancy where it's just like, oh my gosh, you're doing something so special. Let me pamper you. I remember I was uh, heavily pregnant with with Dowdy. We were in Spain. Yes, because we're those bougie people that can travel. Um, So (laughs) so we got on the bus and maybe it was because I was in Spain because I didn't really think it happened too much in England um but literally like people were just jumping out of their seats to give me their spot um I was on a tour bus and like it was raining and this woman was like oh my gosh I didn't know you were pregnant come you must sit down I was like I'm fine she's like no and it started to be like this mob of people telling me that I needed to sit down yeah it's beautiful but it's kind of like it's stressful. Yeah, it's it's just like you you get the privilege and people are like take it. Like you have have like all you have this like lovely gift of caring from other people and then you have so much more responsibility to other people's feelings. Like oh, yeah. Like like the level of emotional work that like you need to give to strangers when you're pregnant is crazy like i'm i'm a i'm a dick right now i'll just level you there and i like freak people out because i i'll just like i don't know i i was trying to get in a parking space oh that poor bastard and this guy was standing behind his car trying to save the spot for another person he was trying to save two spots with one car and I just, like, I just high-fived his bumper, like, 40 times and wedged myself <laughs> into this tiny spot. And I could see him, like, winding up his face to just, like, let loose on me for, like, her- touching his car. And I just got out and was like, hey, motherfucker, check out this human life I'm gestating. What you got? What you got? You're in front of, you're in front of a Whole Foods right now. I'm going to go eat. Like, $30 worth of cheese, because we're in San Francisco. And again, like, I'm a white lady in a Prius. So there's only one assumption that can be made. It doesn't get more and he powerful just, than that. I, I was at, like, the height of my social power. I will never be more powerful than that. And you could tell he just wanted to kill himself. He was like, oh, fuck. Like, 
please let me give you my car. Yeah, sorry. Was I about to yell at you? I'm sorry. But that's but but again, that's oh, that's only on certain circumstances, right? Like Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and for the most part, like that's because he was a stranger and also like I just don't I don't care. I don't care about his feelings at all. But there are all these people like day in and day out and you know most people that I run into are like I love my coworkers. They're really thoughtful. Everybody's great. But there is a sense of like, how are you doing? I'm expecting positive feedback. Like other people who've had kids, especially if they've like been pregnant later in life, are sometimes like, so? How you doing? How, how's your ass? <laughs> and I'm like, it's terrible. Um, but a lot of the times there is this intense pressure to like deliver back like positive emotional energy. Yeah. The excitement that like, I just don't have, like, I don't have that for my like husband at the end of the day. And he is like the most supportive partner on the face of the earth. Like I, any, any positive feelings I have are reserved for like you, my kid and Brant, like the, the humans that I interact for with for non like professional practical reasons but don't you think that i mean because i remember experiencing that too where it was like you feel like you have to say even yeah you feel like you have to say i'm great and yeah that's the whole point of you you shouldn't have to say that and you shouldn't be defined even before having the baby as a bad mom if you say no i'm not okay because you can love your child. And I think even because I hear lots of things from feedback from our show. Some people love it. Some people are like, oh my gosh, but you guys are in such a, you know, privileged place. There's nothing to complain about it. I'm like, yeah, there's nothing to complain about with regard to having amazing children. Yes. Have you met my kids? They're freaking awesome. But they also impact my life. But motherhood has impacted my life. And I have the right to speak on that. And I think when I was pregnant, similarly, Kate, it was like, you can't, it was almost like it was bad juju on the baby if you said something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, I'm just having a rough day or I just, it just might be the pregnancy. I don't, I don't get, I don't get how people who have experienced this. And I guess I'm talking about other mothers because women who haven't had children, I give a pass because they don't know what they're talking about. Men, I give a pass because they don't really know what they're talking about either. Men never get a pass. Well, <laughs> sorry. T- go no, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. But you know what I mean. Not a pass in the sense. Yeah, it's like no, I, I know. But like, it's off. understandable. Like I think I told you, I had some some dude ask me when I was like hurling four times a day in my first trimester. Be like, oh my gosh! But I heard it only lasts till twelve weeks. So that's only like two more weeks to go, right? Bitch, you have never thrown up four times a day in your life. So you don't know what you're talking about. But I do think <laughs> th- there's there's a level of stupidity in those people to not be aware that they shouldn't speak on things that they don't understand. That's their flaw. But with regard to other women that have had children, that those are the, they're the people that I really hope to speak to. Maybe some of you are listening. Like, to find the compassion for other women that are going through it and not expect something of them that you wouldn't want expected of yourself. Even if you had to go through it, even though you were forced through it. And this is for like my old school moms who like had to do a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily have to do. I appreciate the struggle and you are the giants that I stand on the shoulders of, but I don't need to hear the BS. Like <laughs> just kind of yeah. let people parent and go through their pregnancy in the way that they feel most 
honest. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm trying to the best I can just like cheerfully truth people. Yeah. Like especially, especially men and like younger female coworkers um, or people that like aren't super close friends, like social friends. Mm. You know, if if you ask me how it's going, I'm gonna tell you because you should you should know. Like, pregnancy <laughs> is fucking brutal, <laughs> and I've gotten like some looks of like fear and horror, and I'm like, oh, tone. buddy, like God bless your your sweet, caring little heart. Um, you know what? You're gonna bounce back from what I. Just told you about my sciatic nerve. Well, no. But seriously, if you ever knock somebody up, you need to be ready for this. Especially if the Republicans are telling you that you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and figure. Yeah, exactly. Like so, (laughs) we're actually helping them. We are the we are the, the 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 campaign that Trump needs. Well, and this is what's so confusing is like, like at the same time. You know, we're supposed to be, like, taking all this social love in general. And in my experience, like, the more red the state I am, I'm in, the more deference I get as a pregnant lady. Like, the more psyched people are that I exist. Um, Like, just a cultural difference. And at the same time, like, you just change the, the context from this particular pregnant lady in your face to, like, an abstract pregnant lady who exists in the world, Mm -hmm. in our country, and just crickets. Like, it just dissolves. Like, you get no deference at all. There's no interest, you know? It's just really... But But I think that's, like, isn't that the way you break down stereotypes, is you have to confront people with the real version of the thing that they think they understand. You know, by presenting a person of color that doesn't fit the stereotypes that major media outlets present, it challenges you in a way that other people wouldn't because all you see is what you have on television, right? Or those examples. Or for example, if there's a, if you think pregnancy is a breeze because you've never actually seen anyone go through it, you see your mom who seems to have managed life relatively well and that's it. You do need someone like a Kate that they respect and that they see as generally jovial go through those moments of, do you even know what a sciatica is? No, you don't? Let me explain it to you. <laughs> because I have charts. You're going to love it. <laughs> Let me fetch my PowerPoint. And even just the fact of like the physical, the emotional. And, and I think even honestly, Kate, I encourage you as my friend to continue to tell people when you're not feeling emotionally well too, because everyone out there is okay with certain levels. Like everyone's has their own comfort level. So actually to a point, yeah, people get that it's physically jarring to be pregnant, right? They get it that it hurts air quotes. They won't ever fully understand until they go through it, but they get it. It's painful, but they don't like, it's always the, emotional things or the less tangible things that it's really hard for people to get like someone might be having a completely perfect pregnancy and feeling really shitty inside and if there's no outlet for her to say something that's really effed up like yeah yeah it's no different than having your sciatica hurt sciatica issues no different than me throwing up eight times a day you know that's her 
experience or those feelings are no different than those other issues as well. But it's seemingly okay for us to look, joke and laugh about the physical ones because those will pass. But what about the ones that don't? Postpartum is real. Yeah, yeah. And the and postpartum has gotten like some more attention. And I think, you know, like it's acceptable that you're going to crawl into a hole socially. I mean, financially, like... That doesn't work for for most. You don't (laughs) have that option. But socially, everybody's like, oh, you're about to have a child. We're we're not going to talk to you for a while. You were going to lose your fucking mind. But during pregnancy, um, yeah, there's still this expectation that, like, people will ask you how you're doing. And you will say, great, I'm going to have a baby. And you will, like, put that out into the world. Um, Like, that the gift that you get from society is everybody being like you're a precious angel and that you have to give that back it's just like writ writ large like a womanhood thing in disagree general. disagree fundamentally disagree you don't all shit Ooh, interesting the oh yes no 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 exactly <laughs> you don't you, you do don't but but that's like that pregnancy yeah yeah but it it does seem like for me it's interesting because it makes obvious like some just base assumptions and like unspoken unspoken behavior patterns mm. that I've had as a woman in general. And mm. especially like as a, a white woman, mm. you know, you get the tremendous privilege, you get the attention, you get like the like advantages and the protection, you know, like your tears are valued. Um, and then what's expected in exchange is like just constant emotional management of the people around you, you know? And that's just on overdrive. You know, as soon as you get knocked up, I just find it really interesting that you feel the weight of the emotional (laughs) concerns of the people around you. Um, and and I'm just I'm just thinking through what I want to say because it's not like I'm trying to be like oh you shouldn't do do whatever makes you feel comfortable. You work in a very intense professional environment. You can't just walk around throwing up the the middle fingers, right? But I <laughs> but I did find myself, um, especially with friends. Maybe that's because it was it was less so professional for me at that time. But just being very unapologetic, like I don't give a shit if you want to know the baby's name. I'm not telling you. Because it's, con- or I don't care if you want to know the gender, I'm not telling you, or I don't care how you feel right now. And I hope you'll yeah. still be my friend at the end of this, but right now, it's not about you. And that, I found that very empowering for me as someone that is an inherent uh, people pleaser. I found pregnancy empowering in this first time being able to say that, no. And maybe the fact yeah. is I'm still a people pleaser, but I was just aiming to please the person that was inside me first. Yeah, it is. It's like, it feels a lot like, you know, a similar dynamic to women negotiating, like not being able to negotiate for a raise on their own behalf. Yeah. But if you're like, I need money for my family, yeah, you're much more likely to push hard and like negotiate more aggressively. And it feels the same way. Like I have a person inside me, therefore like, I don't have to defend myself. Like, I don't have to respect my own wishes. Like, I can externalize that to a different person mm. um, who happens to be part of my body. That's a weird, weird little spot. But, yeah, I mean, to be clear, like, 
the fucks I give for other people's feelings are very minimal right now. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're as minimal as they can be, but, like, yeah, realistically, like, I, I spend a lot of hours in a work environment. I work with a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, I like them a lot, and you, the type of job I have where I am constantly, like, answering questions and doing meetings face-to-face and counseling people on products, it, like, it's just, you know, it's, like, and partly, like, emotional labor is, is part of the job. Like, it's on, it's on the job description, and the fact that I'm good at it is generally something that makes me better at my job. Well, um, so, question if for you're, you, If Kate. you are, just to be clear, like, if you're a dude at Whole Foods, if you are anybody at, like, like, at Safeway while I'm waiting in line and you have a question for me about, like, my <laughs> health or body, like, I just will probably stare at you blankly and turn around the other direction because I'm so fucking tired. Like, realistically, like, you know, I, I don't have that option. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Kate. What are you doing for yourself then? Because you're right. A lot of us, a lot of people will have the responsibility to maintain an air of composure, right? But that does take work and it does weigh on you. And I'm wondering how you're giving yourself the space to say, okay, this is what I have to do because I do love my job. I love my work colleagues and I want to provide them with the best experience possible as I go through these emotions. But what do you do for yourself um, to re-energize? As you were asking this question, I realized like I have a clear answer on this. And the answer is... I just fall asleep in public, like, all the time. (laughs) In the last, like, three days, I've had three separate coworkers be like, hey, um, I saw you asleep in a conference room, and I was worried you were sick, but then somebody said you were just pregnant. It's cool. Let's get lunch. (laughs) And they were all women, so you know more people have noticed, but the men are afraid to say anything. First of all, I love it. I love all of it. Yeah, I mean, our general counsel caught me asleep when I wasn't even pregnant in a conference room that I thought <laughs> was, like, way out of the sure way. That you know that I was worried, but now I'm not worried at all. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I have to. Like, I have to. I have to take a nap, like, every day. And I, on Friday, I was, you know, like, I was worried I was coming down with a cold. I felt like crap. I had, like, a big, important meeting late in the afternoon. And I was like, that's it. I'm booking this conference room with a couch. It's happening. <laughs> like, people, and, like, the people who had the room after me came and knocked on the door, mm-hmm. and I was like, <laughs> kept it warm for you. And you know what the funny thing about this, and this is this is my campaign, right? You do a good job. You are solid at your work, right? I think the thing that I'm trying to piece apart here is that for the the people that are going through similar things or have gone through similar things, it's to not feel as though you need to apologize for that. You like, you know what I mean? Like you're getting the job done and needing that time. Oh, absolutely. But I do think that like, it's, I don't want to be facile here and say like, just stop doing emotional work for other people because especially as women, um, like there are consequences if you opt out on that. Like part of the reason I can take naps um, and be less concerned if somebody catches me is because, like, I'm a generally 
like outgoing person, that's, you know, yeah. naturally, naturally, generally pretty easy for me. Like I like the people I work with. Like I, I like, you know, I'm really lucky in that I work with great people, but also like people in general, like I find really interesting and I want to engage with. Um, and so <laughs> if I were the, if I had the personality type and like, I know a lot of women who do, where I don't want, where, you know, you don't want to make small talk. You don't, like, want to, like, joke about somebody's day. You just want to get the job done. You get the fuck out. You are, you're punished in these contexts where you do need extra support. Mm. Because the expectation is, like, you know, the expectation, for me, I can go up and I can take the extra energy to, like, crack a joke about the fact that I'm, like a narcoleptic pregnant lady. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, I, like, provide them support when they're having a bad day, too. You know, like, there's a whole economy of of emotional work going on. Um, And if if you choose not to play that game, I really do think you get punished. Like, I really do think people are just like, oh, she's just a lazy asshole, instead of being like, ah, she's a pregnant lady. God bless. Mm. I'm gonna have to marinate on that one because I, I, mm. I, I'm I'm not too far from you on the socializing scale. I do cut quicker than you do. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> no shocker there. Um, <laughs> but I, but like I, but cut I was, out and cut your face. <laughs> but I I do think there is something to be said about. I mean, I agree with what you're saying, which is why I just want to give myself some time to to think about that because. My knee jerk is reaction is like, yes, we are we conforming to a norm, and how do we, how do you fight against that? But I, that doesn't mean that you give you just stop doing what gets you ahead right away. You yeah. just have to think, and, and and especially in this day and age where we're almost being told to fall back into those roles more so than ever. I feel like under the current administration, the, the, like we were talking about the the presentation of of women and. Um, the, how they're uh, discussing motherhood and all this is really taking us back into um, dialogues that we didn't necessarily need to have anymore. So, absolutely, it's going to be absolutely. something we're talking you got, about. You got like the fifteen extra jobs. So, like, oh, thanks for the six weeks of uh, of paid leave because I single handedly raise my infant because you don't provide like a partner or provide any like social services on top of that leave. Um, in addition to that, I'm expected to like conform to normal, like feminine characteristics that are nothing but like time and energy sex. Like, you know, just shaving my goddamn legs is a like fucking, it doesn't happen. My, my, three-year-old told me I had a leg beard the other day. <laughs> he was really pissed at me. He was like, Mom, your beard's scratchy. And I was just like, well, you know what? I'm going to take this as a point of pride. And as it should be, okay? Because he <clears throat> don't understand. He don't know what you're going through. Yeah, if you want to lean over, if you want to lean over in the shower right now, mm-hmm. With, uh, it is a, it with is a this abdomen. <laughs> exactly. Like, that shit is an extra job on top of, like, now you're supposed to have the breadwinner job. Yeah. And they're like, here's your quarter, flip. 
have fun doing 15 people's jobs all at once, like performing all of the normal masculine and feminine traits. But don't perform too many of the masculine traits or too many of the feminine traits because then, you know, then you get punished. And P.S., like, you have no money or job security. Congratulations. On that uh, note. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, on that healthy note, as an example of us not doing emotional work for anybody else, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I support it. Um, but here, there, there are a couple of things that I'd like to throw out to our listeners. If you are currently pregnant or, or recently um, have given birth and you kind of remember the experience of giving birth, can I would love to hear... Some of the things that you felt um, were emotional work that you had to do for other people, yeah. or even if it were your positive experiences that you've had, just so that we can get a sense of like, are people feeling the same things, or is it just Kate and I just bitching about the fact that we just don't want to talk to people while we're pregnant? Um, yeah, so how did how did people's reactions changed you? Yeah. And if we are a source of support for you all as well, so if you feel similarly about what's going on. Um, in the United States of America right now. We would love to hear your feedback there too. You know the email. It is let's talk mamacita at gmail.com or you can reach us on Facebook at Go Ahead Mama and Twitter too at Go Ahead Mama. Um but anything else, Kate? Any other thoughts, words of wisdom? Anyone anyone to tell us exactly what you're feeling right now as the pregnant person on the phone? Get this baby the fuck out of me. <laughs> Thanks, mamas. Thanks, mamas. Hey, mamas. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Go Ahead, Mama. Please let us know what you thought. Shoot us an email at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. Also, you can reach us on Facebook at Go Ahead, Mama and Twitter at Go Ahead, Mama. And as always, I want to send an awesome, warm shout out to my co-host, Kate. Kate, you rock. I want to send out a shout out to myself, Danielle. You rock. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, a shout out to our awesome producers, The Mediocre Parent Show. We love you guys. Thank you for all that you do. And as always, if you have any thoughts, suggestions, comments, or you just want to vent about being a mom, please get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. We love you all. And we can't wait to hear from you. Talk soon. Oh,